Welcome to The Truth in This Art. I am your host, Rob Lee. And today I am delighted to be in conversation with my next guest, a highly talented self-taught painter based in Montreal, Canada, whose work has been collected and exhibited internationally. Her vivid contemporary interpretations of classic paintings have garnered attention for their ability to capture the essence of how time changes while people remain the same. Please welcome Roxanne Sauriol Howenhern. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure. Thank you for making the time. Um, and uh, see, I think I'm, I'm starting to get those numbers up of the number of like Canadian-based interviews that I'm doing. You're, oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Slowly, slowly coming up or what have you. I think you might be the third or fourth person uh, okay. based up there. But um, as we get started, uh, I want to like you know, open it up before we dive into the main topic to um, have you introduce yourself, give you the space to introduce yourself. And if you will, could you share maybe the highlight of your week so far? Since uh, oh. we recorded this on a Friday. Um, I introduced myself. Okay, so I'm Roxanne Soriol Hauenherr. I have a French accent because I'm from Montreal, Canada. So my first language is French. Uh, and I'm a self-taught painter. And the highlight of my week is that uh, my latest painting went semi-viral on TikTok. So I'm pretty happy about that. Like, grew a lot of followers. So that's always good. That's that's great. Um, <laughs> I, I I love the, the, the Terminators. And it's like right there, right? Yeah, it's right behind like, me. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> right so there. Funny. We're going to be friends. Because I was like, hold on. Is there a sci-fi yeah. reference here? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> and I'm I'm glad that you actually said your name because uh my uh pronunciation is so here's the thing, Roxanne is just <laughs> yeah. quite work. It's better with a French accent. Um so you know, you touched on um, you know, your painter. Um yeah. so this is, this is such a gauche question, but I at least want to open it up with so why art? Like, what drew you to become a painter and express yourself through through that creative expression? Uh, so basically, like, I was always kind of good in all the arts, like music. I did a lot of, like, singing lessons. I took, like, guitar classes. Uh, art was just, like, always just came easy to me. So it's not really that I really chose painting. It's that at the moment when I had my daughter, I was around like I was 21 when I had her and I was in maternity leave and my life wasn't quite uh, as I wanted it to be. And so I just started painting uh, like at the same time I was like breastfeeding and then I had like one brush in one hand and then a baby in another. <laughs> and then I started doing that because it was uh, cheap. Also, uh, it's cheaper than, let's say, like sculpture or like uh producing music or like doing anything else so i already had like like a base in art so i just pushed through basically so it pretty much chose me more than anything else thank you it was the most yeah it was just like the most convenient thing at the moment so that would be my answer <laughs> well it's it's a great answer uh <clears throat> I, I i always like to to tap back into like you know i guess where i started at creatively or what have you and i think when we have an interest in, a, in multiple things eventually we kind of find the thing that fits what we're looking for um mm -hmm. whether it be 
this is accessible. This is this is inexpensive. Yeah. It doesn't take up all of this different space. And um, you know, like I wanted to be a painter I, when I was younger, comic book artist when I was younger. And you know, I'll get the whole. Eh, there's no money in that. So I was like, this yeah. is, here we go. Yeah. And um, I had a job that I just didn't feel creatively like heard and seen and felt and all of that stuff. So yeah. I started doing a podcast around that time to kind of as my uh, creative and expressive outlet. Yeah. Yeah, it can get like really frustrating, like working and like not feeling that you're using your full potential. Like I, I was wait like I was waitressing for a long time, even like I was doing both. Even at the time when I was painting a lot, I would also like waitress or bartend during the the weekends. And it just, I just always felt like a frustration. First of all, having someone like above me telling me what to do, I just really don't like being told what to do. Uh, and so art was just like, I was just like doing whatever work I needed to do to make money until I could like free myself and like just have no boss and wake up whenever I want. And even if it's not like, it's not as chill as it seems because like you're your own boss. So like you're always, you always feel a little bit of guilt whenever you take like 10 minutes to yourself, but like, yeah, but it comes with it. So. I hear that. And I, I'm in that spot where I have both the creative work that takes up, you know, a nice chunk of time and that's the rewarding stuff. And then I have the, the day job, which I refer to more and more as this is my funder. This is, yeah, this is yeah. like my lifestyle, uh, creative. That's exactly, uh, that's exactly what it should be. I think like, even if you don't plan on becoming like a full-time artist, I think that you should, what makes you happy should be like, and your work should be, uh, if you need to fund what makes you happy in order to be making what makes you happy, just go do that. And then like spend as much time as you can doing what makes you happy. Yeah. So, so tapping back into, um, some of your your earlier paintings or have you like I, I, I definitely want to talk about process but you know describe some of like the the earlier paintings that you were doing when you were just starting out like how were they like what were what were the themes and where you're at now in terms of themes and the focus of your work currently um so they were always portraits of women so that's the like common thread throughout my my art career and uh but they were like very very different it's like i had another idea of what art should be and so then i was trying to make something that like was already existing kind of like i was trying to do whatever people would consider art instead of just like doing my own thing which is what art is like the the, the better the artist the more the artist is just doing whatever feels is right for him, like very selfishly also. So I was like, I, I mean, I did that for like a couple of years and it's also like, it's a lot related to like, oh, well, if I take too big of a risk with my paintings, like maybe people won't take me seriously anymore. Maybe there will be judgment and everything. And so then it took me a while to be able to like free myself of that, um, thinking loop basically and just like do whatever I thought was funny or clever or and without thinking about like what people would actually how people would actually receive it so that's when my, my work started to change a little bit like maybe two three years ago and it just became like uh, more 
more humoristic, more like honest, uh, just more me, basically. Thank you. It's it's important to find your voice. I, I like you. <laughs> so walk us walk us through the, the the process. Like when you're you're in that spot. Like you know, we talk about the sort of you know the ideation where you're you're coming up, you're gathering your thoughts and kind of how you want to do and what you want to do, how what may work as far as this project, what have you. Talk about your your process from like in inception to completion. Okay, so most of the time. I'm kind of like, I work quite fast, so I need like to produce ideas quite, quite a lot. <laughs> so I'll just like, I don't know, I don't really have like a, a technical process, but like what I do, I'll try and look like back at old master's work. And then if I find something cool to recreate, it doesn't really have to be like a really conceptual at first. Uh, and then uh, from there, I'll like choose a model that I think would fit for the idea or like the vibe of the of the old painting. Yeah. And then from there, I'll start like uh, like adding to it while I'm shooting. I'm just gonna like ask her to do like to laugh or to do other like maybe roll her eyes or things like that. Um, and then uh, from there, I'll like run it through. Uh, uh, procreate on my iPad <clears throat> and then I'll do like all the retouching and all like the background and like anything I need to add for the reference image. And then from there, I just paint from that reference image. So who are, who are the, 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 the masters for you? Who are the sort of like reference like works that you're like, and you know what, I'm going to, I want to play with that. I want to play with this idea. I want to play with this use of color or this technique and apply it in your, your own way. Um, you know, when I go through like questions or what have you, I want to get a sense of like who the person is and then like, all right, what style of question do I want to ask? Like if I go to someone who's always joking and then I'm just asking them the, the most academic possibly possible question. Yeah the interview is going to be really weird. So you know, <laughs> when, when you're looking at like, this is a thing that you want to do, like who, who are your influences? I guess that's a long winded way of me asking that. I'm not like, I didn't study art, so I'm not really like the best at like knowing art history and all, and all that. But I'll, I'll be honest with you. I just literally scroll through Instagram and then I follow a bunch of like, of, um, <laughs> art accounts and then I just like I do what most people do with their day I scroll and then this is where I find my ideas and also like I try and stay in touch with like what's happening at the moment and what what are we talking about and, and culture and everything and like I try to piece everything together and make like a mishmash of, of things <laughs> but that's not really that's not that deep like I'm not like I'm not this intellectual like really profound this person i'm more i'm more like yeah i'm more like everybody else no i i, I, I well i'm i'm your average joe like i'm not like i mean i do paint but that doesn't necessarily make me like an actual genius like i just learned this skill that is like that i think more like most people could potentially learn i just like i'm a bit like uh obsessed when I like try and do something I just really want it to work so I like I become like hyper obsessed with one thing and then I just have to be good at it 
but I think that's the that's what uh, made me be good at it in the end. Yeah, I. I think when when I get hooked on something like I I have a data job in the day in, in my day job and you know I go by like how I learn how to do that and I apply trying to learn something new as it relates to this maybe learning a new software learning a new mixer or what have you and I'm like I'm just gonna sit here and figure this out and I'm gonna go through yeah. the YouTube videos go through the like what do y'all use what do y'all use out there it just I'm yeah. Still, I mean, in part, this podcast, right? It's just me stealing from creative people who are more talented than I am. That's yeah, of course. of course, we all do that. If you don't do that, you're not doing it right. <laughs> I love that. So I read this quote, you know, about uh, truth over ego, um, growth over comfort, spirits over prestige. Can you, you know, share a specific? <laughs> I love when people come come at me with this because it's like it's so like sounds so profound, and it, but it, I just like. I just like that like it comes in like three three little sentences and it just sums up like quite a bit what my vibe is. Mm -hmm. So truth over ego would be, I don't know. It's just to not, uh, to try to be like the most honest person you can be with yourself and with others and like not be like scared of like bruising that ego that is like there to protect you, but like also can get in your way. Uh, what was the other sentence? I'm sorry, like, no, uh, I don't even know. Spirits <laughs> over prestige. Okay, yeah, and, yeah, and then to just keep like a sense of humor and everything you do, and like not taking yourself like too seriously. Sometimes you look at like other artists, and like they they have this idea of other artists that is like inflated in their head. So like, therefore, they're like keeping that that weird like persona also for them but like it doesn't really serve them it's it's much better to just be like your true self and just be authentic that way you you never miss like you never uh you're always on point basically and you it, can stay consistent that's it's so so true like um i encounter that on occasion where you know and, and i have a lot of conversations with folks and I encountered that on occasion where it's just like, oh, you have all of these people telling you you're great, all of these people telling you that you suck or that your work is this and so on. And you just have to realize why you're doing it, I suppose. So yeah. like, I'm doing it because I enjoy it. And you're doing your work because you enjoy it. You work fast and you're 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 curious and you know, you're really into the thing. Like you're spending a lot of time and working really fast and getting your 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 stuff done. And I think that's irrespective of all of the other stuff that floats around if you know it going viral is really cool but then that wasn't the intent i suppose no no the intent is just to uh, basically that that's my like new mantra is like by doing myself like my being like the most authentic way i can do it like gives a blueprint for other people to also do that and like do whatever the fuck they want and not like shy out of like being themselves like that's the most happy you can be is like by just being truly yourself so like when i have a lot of people that are following my work and seeing my work and being happy seeing it it's not it's not because like of course everybody wants to sort of be famous like any artist or anyone that's in this business will want to reach as much people as possible but where it comes from it comes from a place of like liberation yeah. more than anything else and like to just have people get inspired by my by my my stuff and, whatever and I, yeah 
And I and I've gotten like this sense thus far in the conversation, as you you, you said it earlier, I'm a regular Joe, ordinary person. And <laughs> and I, I like that, you know, your work is often like noted for that levity and you know, bringing that to like contemporary art that has this sort of like venerated or uh pedestalized. Yes, <laughs> that that's that was my words. <laughs> I don't even think it's in the dictionary. I just made it up. <laughs> well, see, now, now you're a wordsmith as well. But it, it has this, this vibe that is, you know, I, I like that you're bringing levity to it. It has this, especially being, being self-taught, has this vibe of, I'm not an art person. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. I think a lot of times, like, we it, it doesn't feel like it includes, like, folks like myself, for instance. It's just like, I talk about it, I talk to people about it, but I don't consider myself an art person. I always yeah. kind of struggle with that. I'm just a guy looking to have interesting conversations. And I find like artists and creative folks tend to have like really cool conversations. Yeah, well, that's important for me because like I'm also, I just think that there's a lot of like bullshit people in this industry. And it's just like art is not meant to be that. Like if you look at medieval art, it's just like the silliest stuff and i don't think they were taking themselves very seriously back then they were just like i don't know painting people's putting like stuff up, up their butt and like it was just <laughs> so crazy it was crazy the stuff they would do and i just think that art like just became like this 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 very like i don't know i think it's much simpler than what we we would like to admit yeah it i think it excludes more people than it invites yeah. And uh, I, I start thinking about like, it's very weird. It's it's more of like, what is it? I think called Shunga art, the uh, like dirty, like Japanese art is like erotic art. It yeah. looks really funny when you look at some of the images. I was like, is that your, is that your penis, sir? What, what is yeah. this? And I'm yeah, like, it's hilarious. Yeah. It's like more of this, more, more of these pictures. Yeah. Right. He has yeah. a, he has a dolphin coming out of his butt. This is great. This is amazing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, being self-taught, like I, I, I know that a lot of folks they they're listed in that that sort of level as well. Of we we look at self-taught artists, regardless of the quality of the art, regardless of how much work they're doing, we don't look at them the same way. I think we're we're taught that uh, self-taught artists aren't as good as they're not real artists, quote unquote. I don't agree with that. I don't believe in that. I didn't know that. I thought I thought it was the reverse. I thought that we were the coolest. <laughs> <laughs> they like that. Uh, what, what are what are some of the challenges that kind of present themselves you know as in folks like taking your your work in, in what you're doing like seriously and, and treating you in that way of okay Roxanne is, a, is an artist or what have you like talk about that a little bit like some of the the opportunities and the challenges of being self-taught well I wouldn't really know since I'm self-taught so I would I didn't live <laughs> through the experience of like being like uh academically trained but um i don't think i don't i don't see it as a problem i see it as a bonus actually like every time it's always mentioned first of all whenever i talk to anyone who's interviewing me they're always like you're self-taught like as if it's impossible so that's like that gives me like like og vibe you know <laughs> so it's kind of cool um but i do i guess that if you want to make your way into like the art circles and like having a having a degree in arts is probably like a shortcut but that doesn't necessarily mean that 
you're going to find, you're going to stay in, or you're going to find your way like, um, in a serious manner, or at least like, uh, for a long time, like for a long career, a long, good career. So I don't know. I don't know for me so far. So good. So I'll touch with someone. So check back in with me when folks are, no, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you know, having, having your work out there being collected and exhibited internationally, like, how's that been? Like, what has that experience been like having your work in different like parts of the world and just being like essentially an, an international, like an international like brand or, or artist? I'm, I'm not sure. To be honest, I, I don't do super well here in Canada. Like 90% of my stuff is going like overseas or to the States. So it's just like, it's where my market is. So I don't really know anything else um, than that. But yeah, for sure. Like the first shipping that I, 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 uh, the way on the, the first painting that I shipped overseas was like, was a huge deal. I was like, Oh my God, I'm shipping a painting to Australia. And I had to like build it like a wood crate. And, um, yeah, so that was like, a, that was like a very, that's, that was a nice moment in my career. But after that, it just became like sort of routine. Basically, I'd rather, I'd rather sell here because then it become it's just a bit cheaper for the, for the, for the clients, for the collectors, since they don't have to pay for shipping. Shipping can like get like really, really expensive for big pieces. Is is there a a piece that comes to mind um, for you that either was it has like an interesting story attached to it? Whether it was the process in which you you know were creating the painting, was it a story that was attached to it? Uh, was it even something like I shipped this? forever away i ship this the furthest away possible is there a piece that comes to mind that has like a specific like really interesting like factoid about it or footnote uh in one of my pieces i would say, i'm not sure which one the one that comes to mind is uh a portrait of woman wearing the red flags of her past conquests it's like the longest title ever which is hilarious yeah. uh and and the 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 woman I painted is just like <laughs> internally losing her shit. Like you can see, like her veins are popping, but like she see she still keeps like a a poker face, uh, and she just has like this huge like red turban over her head. And um, and yeah, that this one this one still has like a special place in my heart. It was like a very personal one, so. But I was happy she she found a home like uh, in a happy happy home, and I I'm in touch with the collector, so that's great. It's wonderful. So I got I got two more real questions left for you, um, and you know this this next one um, this one you don't have, yeah, this one you don't have. Uh, so I like I finally you know creative folks just to kind of like mess around and experiment and explore you're able to like learn new new things that you apply to ultimately what your your process might be or what have you do you do you have that time to kind of mess around and explore um and i ask that because i think that's one of those we, we touching back on the the self-taught piece i think that's one of those sort of like you know like opportunities that sits there of well someone said this is the wrong way but this is how i do it you know yeah. learn that stuff through exploration 
do you take those sort of times to sit back and explore in the middle of your, you know, doing your work? Tell me about exploration when it comes to your work. I think that the entire like body of work from like the first painting to the last one I did is that like, is that um, exploration. I don't like, I don't draw. I'm not, I'm not very good at drawing for some reason. I find it just way easier to just block colors than like, put lines um so my paintings are basically that process but i did find i did find it easier to take like risks in terms of like concepts and like go a little bit more crazy with the ideas when uh when i was dating uh my boyfriend at the time which uh was very very supportive so that always very like that always really really helps just because uh, artists don't, don't necessarily make them much like the most money in the world. So having a supportive partner really, really helps for that, like to be able like to, to breathe a little bit and like take that risk that you wanted to take, but did not necessarily want to take, uh, initially. So that, that really helped me. That's great. It's great having that, that support, like, yeah, that spot and having, you know, some folks are like, you know, I'll date, like, why are you spending all this money on microphones? <laughs> uh, why do you care? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but also it's like, I enjoy it. It's not drugs or whatever. Yeah, know? exactly. Um, so I got this, this, this one last real question and I got some rapid fire questions for, you. I've been adding as we've been talking. So yeah. those would be fun, but, uh, a piece of wisdom, you know, something that you would share to folks that like want to just take the, I like the look on your face, by the way. Oh, I got <laughs> Very expressive <laughs> eyes. It's really great. Um, but I don't have a poker face. I, I don't either. Uh, <laughs> a give me a piece of advice that you were impart upon someone who wants to like develop their own creative like voice and practice. Because you know what I've gathered out of this this conversation is your work is very much yours. You're getting your sense of humor over. You're getting your ideas over and you're you're doing it and it's it's great you know i i, I dig your work i'm a fan so from Thanks. that standpoint yeah what did piece um, of you share a piece of advice would be like if i if i was to do it again like my my whole process like throughout my 15 years of of painting i would i would immediately just start doing what like i find is hilarious or like or like weird or i would cut like the bullshit basically and i wouldn't like not try to make art as i picture what art should be mm. but just like make whatever i think uh it's cool like what would my eight-year-old self would want to would want to see like in a in a museum like i i would i would cut to that and then yeah that would be my piece of advice great it's great it's uh it reminds me of one of the things that uh, when back in the day and I was uh, seeing a therapist, what have you, I, I remember one thing that he would tell me early on because I would, I would go in there and have my session and he was just like, you can't send the representative. You can't send what what, pe what you think people want from you. You have to just yeah. be yourself and be authentic, be authentic. And I think that applies in various areas, whether what we're presenting ourselves as artists, as creatives, as people, and so on. I think being an authentic, cutting through the bullshit, as you, you touched on, and just kind of getting to like, why are you doing the thing that you enjoy? Yeah, that applies to life. Like, it's just something that everybody should be doing. It's just 
such a time saver. Like you're gonna you're gonna be more successful doing exactly you than like trying to pretend to be something you're not because it's just not it's not gonna be the same flow. So it's just easier that way. It makes it makes it easier for everyone around you also, to be honest. Like your coworkers and everyone, like if they can see right through you. Yeah. I mean, so, you gotta be like glass. I'm just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yes and no, but yeah, I think like the more the, the most honest, the better. Yeah. So that's kind of the 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 end of the real questions. Now I got some rapid fire questions that your poker face or not poker face is gonna <laughs> <laughs> It'd be really thrown off, but as I'll put it always to the folks, don't overthink these. These are fun questions. They're goofy questions, but they're fun questions. Okay. Um, I'm going to start off with the first one. Um, yeah. Have you ever painted listening to a particular song on repeat? Like you just listen to the same song over and over and over again while you're painting? Oh, yes. I do that a lot. Uh, I do that a lot with like hardcore, like techno <laughs> sometimes, like really like deep berlin techno uh that's when like I, I my brain is like going everywhere and it needs like to to shut up so i'll do that and then i'll repeat like the same song over and over and over and then get into like that weird meditative state uh but that's not like always like i'll listen to a lot of podcasts audiobooks and stuff like that and regular music also <laughs> but uh yeah that's that's my little trick to get into into the the zone I, I listen to like either music with no lyrics, either classical music or something that's instrument instrumental. Like it will be anywhere from classical music to like house music to like techno music. If I'm coding, it just feels yeah. like that's this background. Yes. To coding. <laughs> yeah, it's the best. Like it's me, techno is for when I do uh, like the work on the on the iPad. Yeah, that's when like that's when I need like the most creative creativity, basically. Is when like I'm building the image up together. Yeah. So yeah, that's. I like to think I'm in the matrix and I'm just like exactly just, just trying to figure it out. <laughs> Same. <laughs> what is the um, the, the the because you you touched on like you liking the weird stuff. What is the weirdest thing that has inspired one of your paintings? The weird. Yeah, the weirdest thing. Like, you the know, you've seen something odd in the streets. You're like, you know what? Uh, I think that's a good idea right there. Um, I'm not sure. I don't really, because I really always just look at, at the past, basically, when I want to do something new. But I think the Britney piece was maybe like, uh, the weirdest one I painted, like the one that she, she's holding her father's head, basically, that she beheaded. <laughs> so, um, so that might be like the weirdest one I did, uh, so far. <laughs> I like how you added so far at the end. It was a slight pause there. Yeah. <laughs> More weirdness to come. Um, what are your favorite colors? Oh, my God. I know. It's like asking a musician, what's your favorite note? <laughs> it's like, because depending on, I, I don't know. I would say, oh, God. <laughs> I'm panicking right now. If I, have to, if I had to choose one, let's say that I like. Choose three. Would, you could choose three. Okay. So I'd have green. I'd have blue and red, I think. Okay. okay. Uh, I regret it immediately. I regret it immediately. <laughs> I, I love asking artists that question because they panic so it's much. So like, mean. Oh, no. <laughs> it's 
so mean. I, you're like this. I've asked a writer. I was like, so what's your favorite font? They're like, screw you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so this is the, um, so I got two left. Um, what is like your sort of comfort meal? You know, you've been working, you've been burning a midnight oil, as it were. Um, what is that that comfort meal? It doesn't have to be healthy. It does uh, spaghetti. It good. Spaghetti. Spaghetti. I can have spaghetti for breakfast, lunch, dinner. Like, I have to like control myself over spaghetti. Like, that's really uh, that's crazy. Like, I'll eat like three full grown men's portions. Like it's, it's not, it's like, I'll be like hurting. Yeah. Spaghetti is a problem, but it's also like, it's, it's the best. <laughs> yeah. I need to figure out what's so good about the spaghetti that you're enjoying. It's just... I don't know. Like, and not every noodle has this quality. Also like rigatoni's don't cut it for me. Like it's spaghetti. <laughs> rigatoni. See, you're going to have the rigatoni people coming after me now. So I heard this thing on this podcast that you did. <laughs> All right, so this is the last one I got for you. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm thinking in terms of like pop culture, memes, things of that nature. What is something that always makes you laugh? You know, some people like cat videos for some reason. Some people like really dank <laughs> memes. What is something? Because you have humor, levity in your in your work. So what is something that always makes you laugh? Oh, my God. That's a tough one. So many things make me laugh. Give me a list. I'm here for it. We got, you know. Oh, um okay so i'm obsessed right now with like uh karen karen videos like i i, I spend my entire day today just like watching them but like it's not i don't think it's funny i think it's tragic to be honest like these poor like these karens they all they need is like love <laughs> so that's like that's one that i'm enjoying uh what makes me laugh other than that trump is hilarious like <laughs> not in a good way uh but still trump always makes me laugh it's crazy the shit that comes out of his mouth um what else makes me laugh uh cats that are like scared and are just like jumping and like are freaking out cats are, are great for that uh yeah i guess that <laughs> a lot of internet a lot of internet culture that i'm hearing which is great. yeah <laughs> um so that's actually it for the podcast Okay. I think cool. we got a lot of stuff done. So, um, I think so. One, I want to thank you for coming on to the podcast, spending some time with me. And we got it. I'm glad we got it done. Thank and, you. Yeah. And well, two, thank you for having me. Yeah. 100%. And two, <laughs> I want to invite and encourage you to share with the listeners like, this is the shameless plug portion. Tell the listeners your website, social media, all of that good stuff where they can check yes. out more of your work get those um get those canadian numbers up i gotta get my canadian numbers up. <laughs> yes uh so you can find me on social media roxy peroxide with y's like y roxy with a y peroxide with a y uh roxyperoxide.com uh, tiktok the same uh i have a solo show coming up this month of august with station 16 in montreal then I'm doing Miami Art Basel again this year with uh, Mortal Machine, my gallery in Louisiana. Uh, and then also I'm, I'll be participating with in the beautiful Bizarre Magazine show. And I can't remember the date I just had them, but like it's going to be next year. So those are the three things I'm going to be doing, working on. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks to you. 
And there you have it, folks. I want to again thank Roxanne Sariol Howenherm for coming on to the podcast. And I'm Rob Lee saying that there's art and culture in and around your neck of the woods. You've just got to look for it. Thank you.